Insects are all around us. Many live right under our noses and are just waiting to be discovered. In spite of their small size, insects are among the most interesting and adaptable creatures on planet Earth. We have close encounters with them every day, whether we realize it or not. To most people, these creatures are just bugs. But to entomologist Dr. Tim Gibb, they are spineless wonders. And he's here to help you look beyond the bug to the fascinating life of the insect. Dr. Tim will see you now. I don't often get questions this time of year about insects in the home, but when I do, it is often near the Christmas holidays and the letter exchange goes something like this. Dear Dr. Tim, shortly after Christmas, my living room was invaded by hundreds of tiny bugs. They were crawling everywhere, on walls, on the floor, on the ceiling, in the windows, even on our Christmas tree. They nearly spoiled my whole holiday season, and I still get the willies just thinking about them. What bugs come out in the middle of winter? Aren't they supposed to be hibernating? Signed, Willie. Dear Willie, I'm tempted to say that these might be the notorious Baugh humbugs, some of which come out every Christmas season. But you're clearly not in the right state of mind to appreciate the humor. The feel of a warm fire crackling in the fireplace and the sight of a fully decorated Christmas tree complete with lights and tinsel can really make for Christmas memories. There's also something about the smell of firewood burning together with the nostalgic scent of pine from freshly cut Christmas trees to induce those memories. Unfortunately, these may be the very things that cause your unpleasant episode with bugs. Either your firewood or your fresh Christmas tree is the source of the bugs that are crawling around your home. And I'll explain the connection between bugs, firewood, and Christmas trees in a moment. But first, let me answer your question about hibernation. The term hibernation generally refers to a period when an animal reduces its metabolism and suspends all but the very essential life-sustaining activities as a way to pass the winter. In mammals, we often think of bears or groundhogs that sleep through the cold winter in a semi-dormant state. Insects also suspend their usual activities and enter a dormant state to pass the cold winter months, but they don't hibernate like mammals do. Rather, insects are ectothermic, which means that their body temperatures reflect the temperatures of their surroundings. They don't have the ability to self-regulate in the same way that mammals can. Like mammals, insects can lower their metabolism way down, but they don't burn fat reserves. Instead, they produce a substance called glycerin in their blood supply that prevents freezing. Glycerin is very similar to the ethylene glycol or antifreeze that you put in your car to prevent it freezing. Glycerin in insect blood doesn't change the ambient temperature, but like antifreeze, it gives the insect body a super cooling ability that allows its body fluids to drop below freezing without permitting ice 
crystallization. It's the ice crystals that rupture cells and tissues and injure organs. In other words, by lowering the freezing point, insects become cold tolerant. Insects also use other strategies to survive winter extremes. Chief among these is diapause, a biological mechanism used to endure predictable, unfavorable environmental conditions. Diapause is a physiologically induced delay in development or dormancy that is most often observed in arthropods and especially in insects. Diapause usually occurs in either the pupil or the egg stage, but may also occur in more active stages such as adults or even larval stages. Think of when woolly bear caterpillars curl up in leaf litter, they stop growing, eating, or even moving for extended periods. They are in diapause. To pass the winter, many insects use both strategies. They go into diapause, or a suspended growth and development period, and they chemically change their internal body fluids such that they cannot freeze even though the outside temperatures are below freezing. We call this behavior overwintering rather than hibernation. Even before the insect begins diapause or to produce glycerin, many of them seek out a semi-protected area in which to overwinter. Favorite among these are under loose bark or attached to tree limbs and branches. An old log laying in the forest provides ideal shelter for beetles, flies, centipedes, millipedes. They burrow into or squeeze up under the bark in protected nooks and crannies where they are safe from predators and moisture. The onset of colder fall temperatures trigger insects to seek protected places as well as to begin diapause. Conversely, warmer spring temperatures signal the insect to awake from the dormancy. Eggs begin to develop and hatch, adults emerge from pupae and larvae begin growing again. Although it may take some time, the bugs eventually return to do what bugs do. And here's the kicker. It takes time. This process does not just happen overnight. One warm day will not be enough. It only begins the clock. But if temperatures remain warm for several days, these somehow accumulate within the insect until a specific threshold is reached. An insect's overwintering survival strategy is fascinating, but not always foolproof. It works exceptionally well out of doors in nature, but if we accidentally bring insects into the house where temperatures are warm, their whole overwintering strategy becomes messed up. Praying mantis eggs are a typical scenario, and incidentally this is a true story. One year I found several praying mantis egg cases attached to weeds and tree limbs during the fall and early winter. And then I did what any other red-blooded insect-loving entomologist would do. I collected them. I put them in a cereal bowl and stashed them in the back of my wife's cupboard, thinking that they would be tucked away out of her sight and that I would take care of them before she ever noticed. Well, 
as you probably guessed, I forgot about them. Once inside the warm house, the eggs reached the proper temperature threshold that restarted their developmental clock. They broke diapause, and after the required number of warm days, bingo, the eggs began to hatch. Unfortunately, their timing could not have been worse for them or for me. The tiny mantids began to emerge by the hundreds from the cupboard. One mantid egg case contained several hundred eggs, and of course, being an expert entomologist, I had collected several egg cases. The bottom line is that thousands of hungry baby mantids began pouring out of the cupboards all at once. Like in your case, they began crawling over all the walls and the ceilings and countertops, dishes, and even down into the utensil drawer. They were everywhere. It just so happened that I was away on a business trip at the time. I received a very curt telephone call from my irate wife that began with, What the? Followed by her announcing my immediate physical ban from the kitchen and from touching any of her dishes for the rest of my life. She hung up on me when I tried to answer her next question about why I could not just have become a librarian or an engineer. Suffice it to say that my wife does not share my sense of wonder and awe about insects and their overwintering strategies. In fact, as I remember, she terminated our discussion even before I got to explain the difference between hibernation and overwintering. I hear similar stories nearly every year from unsuspecting people who bring freshly cut Christmas trees into their home, unaware that a mantid egg case or a mass of pine aphid eggs or lady beetles are attached to the trunk or a branch or a needle. Several days after the tree has been decorated and trimmed, eggs hatch. Tiny bugs appear by the hundreds and begin crawling everywhere. Then, along comes a letter, similar to yours, asking, Why are insects emerging in the middle of winter? So, here is your answer. I suspect that you brought hitchhiking insects into your home on a Christmas tree. But firewood is also a common vehicle. Many wood-boring beetles, spiders, lady beetles, and even millipedes and centipedes are attracted to dead logs and stumps where they hole up for the winter. They go dormant in the firewood piled outside, but reawaken in warm, cozy homes stacked next to the hearth. I imagine that they're just as surprised to find themselves indoors as is the homeowner. And when they see the calendar, they probably say to themselves, shouldn't I be overwintering? Unfortunately for them, springtime has not yet arrived. There's no flowers blooming and no leaves breaking bud, no other insects out, so there's nothing for them to feed on. Eventually, they will die, and all because they were brought inside out of the cold. So... What can you do to prevent such surprises? Well, two things come to mind right off. First, when you purchase your next Christmas tree 
and the attendant there asks if you would like it shaken, just say yes. The vibration not only shakes off dead needles and other debris, it might also shake off insect egg masses or other overwintering insects. Number two, when it comes to firewood, store it outside in the cold until just before you intend to burn it. That way, the insects don't have time to come to life and crawl all over your home. And of course, to my bug-loving friends, those who may, for some strange reason, intentionally bring diapausing insects into their home. Never, ever store them in your wife's kitchen cupboards. This has been Dr. Tim wishing you the best holiday season ever. Thanks for listening and tune in next month to learn about another spineless wonder. <laughs>